Well, hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Logistics Executive TV today. I am joined by two uh, entrepreneurs and uh, very well-known developers in the area of uh, aviation mobility and uh, urban aviation mobility. And it's my great pleasure to introduce Yvonne Winter. Yvonne, no relation. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Kim. So we met last last year. At, we did uh, indeed. We did indeed. Uh, at the move uh, in in London, Thanks and so it much. was a great pleasure. And I then follow uh, your posts and uh, everything. So Thanks really so nice to, uh, to talk to you again. Good to see you again as well. So, Yvonne, you're the co-founder and COO of Fly Now Aviation, right. and uh, we're also joined by Jurgen Grail. And uh, Jürgen, you are also a co-founder, a long-time developer, entrepreneur, uh, designer, developer, and investor in auto automotive, but also in the aviation space. Jürgen, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Excellent. Uh, so maybe we just start off with a bit of a uh, bit of a heads up on yourself personally. For a minute or so, uh, Yvonne, if you give us a bit of a background on yourself, thanks, and then we'll talk to Jürgen. Sure, thank you. So as you mentioned, I am co-founder and COO of Now Aviation. And uh, before that, I did the regular way of, uh, you know, I was grown up in a, C, uh, in a typical SME in Germany. And therefore, I did, I studied economy and then joined uh, different companies. And uh, then, um, yeah, founded and co-founded uh, different companies. And uh, ended up in Fly Now Aviation because this was so convincing and so genius. And I'm really happy now to, to be part of the team. Fantastic. Well, thanks for that, uh, Yvonne. And Jürgen, yourself, a bit of a background. You have very deep history in uh, in the European automotive uh, back yeah. background in particular. My profession is uh, mechanics engineering, and um, I've been working in aerospace and uh, in mostly in the automotive industry for more than 20 years uh, with different uh, German OEMs and the Chinese OEM, uh, mainly working on uh, vehicle architectures for alternative drivetrains, you know, starting from plug-in hybrids, uh, battery electric, and also fuel cell cars. And uh, founded in 2019 uh, together with uh, Yvonne, uh, FlyNow Aviation. Now, I understand that uh, you may be responsible for a couple of design uh, benchmarks uh, for some very well-known German uh, automobiles. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I can say something for you <laughs> because he's always so humble. <laughs> he doesn't talk about himself much. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so Jürgen is really a genius when it comes to the whole vehicle architecture. And for instance, uh, he developed the BMW i8 and i3 and uh, many other cars at BMW. And the last two years before he founded Fly Now Aviation, he was responsible for the whole vehicle architecture for battery and fuel cell cars at Great Wool Motors. And um, you know, he's really a genius when it comes to the whole vehicle architecture, which is, uh, yeah, the so to say, the, the, the knot of everything. So fantastic. And now we've taken this to the air and uh, fly now aviation. Um, and we see in the background, of course, a couple of the uh, the aviation vehicles that you've developed. Um, perhaps, uh, Jürgen, you can talk to us a little bit about 
um, the the vehicles themselves. And I understand uh, passenger and cargo, because I'm more interested in the cargo side. Uh, but uh, let's talk a little bit about the, the product itself, uh, where you're at in development, and uh, you know the reason for being, um, yeah. the main reason for getting Fly Now Aviation off the ground. Yeah, well, you know, since I've worked in the automotive industry, of course, uh, I also know the production uh, processes. And in the automotive industry, they really know how to, you know, get the cost down to to such a level that the broad public is able to afford cars. Now, this has never happened with the aviation industry so far. And uh, the big advantage with aviation is that, you know, the the, the necessary infrastructure is a lot less, uh, no streets, bridges, tunnels. Uh, Therefore, you also need a lot, a lot less resources to do this. Uh, but um, until now, you know, um, aviation is just way too expensive. And um, now our concept um, is um, is not a drone by definition. Um, it is it is um, more like a helicopter having uh, two counter rotating uh, propellers uh, with uh, a very low disc loading, which means that we have a very efficient way of how to produce the lift. You know. How much power do you need for lift? Uh, even better than than helicopters on the one hand, but on the other hand, um, you know we have been uh, working and designing on a family uh, of EV trolls for cargo, up to 200 kilograms of payload and the size of a Euro pallet, uh, and one and two passenger versions also. And the reason for this is quite simple. You know, if you look all over the world, you know. The cars are getting bigger and bigger all the time, so you need a lot of resources to produce them. Um, but on average, nine out of 10 cars, there's only one person sitting in it. So most of the people, especially when they are commuting, of course, they are by themselves. So therefore, we you know, are concentrating in a, on a single and a twin-seater, which uh, gives a lot of advantages concerning the size of the aircraft uh, and also the weight and, and, and therefore the resources needed to produce them. And, um, and, you know, with this concept, um, we can produce these uh, aircraft at about the same cost as an average mid-size car. And this gives us a huge advantage over all of our competitors because pretty much all of them are aiming for a premium market um, and therefore excluding at least 95% of the population um, which um, has the big disadvantage that you are not getting the political support necessary to really introduce these new means of transport. Um, and, um, and therefore, you know, you're not able to really, um, you know, get this breakthrough as the car got in the 20th century. Okay. And, and uh, in terms of it, uh, you're not a drone. What is the definition then between this sort of vehicle and a drone? Well, uh, the definition of a drone is that you have to have more than two uh, propellers or, you know, rotors. Um, and um, and that's, that's a quite simple definition. And, uh, and since we're having these uh, two coaxial rotors, um, you know, we are more like a helicopter, which has another big advantage because we can rely on existing regulations for certification. So we are, you know, mainly using CS27 and CSVLR for very light rotorcraft because, you know, our maximum takeoff weight is uh, below 600 kilograms. Actually, it's 520 kilograms. Right. And um, and with these, you know, existing regulations, it's much easier to um, 
<laughs> to get the certification because you know you can sure. rely on on Got existing it. on existing rules, right? Okay, absolutely. So with many of uh, the developments in aviation, uh, so it's fully electric, fully electric uh, engine, um, and you've borrowed uh, technology from auto from the automotive world for the engines as well. Well, the, um, we are having two electric motors, um, and each of the one of these motors is driving one of the rotor planes. But each motor is is four times redundant. So actually, you know, it, even though it looks as if it would be one electric motor, it's actually four. We are having four independent stators, four independent inverters, four independent power supplies coming out of a battery with uh, four independent modules and you know four battery management okay. systems. Now, usually in aviation, you have uh, a three times redundancy. Uh, we are having a four times redundancy um, with the big advantage that, uh, you know, even if uh, three out of these eight uh, units uh, should fail, we would be able to continue the flight on the oh, one hand. So and the here. second big advantage is um, that the flight dynamics do not change if, uh, you know, one of these units should fail okay. uh, because you know, with with many other multi-copter systems, you know, if if one rotor or one motor fails, then you have to shut down the opposite. Otherwise, you know, you're getting into stability problems. Um, so there's a lot of advantages coming with this. Um, and um, and what is probably also very important to mention is that um, um, you know the the production uh, of this unit uh, or you know of this modular family we have. Um, you know, is is very close relating to the production processes which are applied in the automotive industry, okay. and um, and also yes. you know our our suppliers network um, very much also relies on on automotive suppliers because they have the, the knowledge and the mindset of how to produce things um, in huge quantities and therefore mm -hmm. also you know get get into this uh, lower cost because of the scale Got of it. economy. Okay. Yeah, so thanks, for Jürgen. instance, this, uh, sorry, for instance, yeah. this e-motor is developed by 100% Scheffler daughter, which is Compact Dynamics, and it's the um, first four times redundant e-machine developed worldwide. Okay. Fantastic. And Yvonne, you've I've been tracking you online. You, you've been in various parts of the world recently, and this is for what, development or promotion? What have you been up to? Yeah, so recently I spent three months in Saudi Arabia mm. at uh, Kaust King Abdullah University of Science and Technology. Um, we were there uh, through a so-called destination deep tech program where they bring startups from all over the world, uh, which are really into deep tech and new technology. Uh, this was very, very inspiring, and I had a complete different um, view on Saudi Arabia than I do have now. So it's really taking off this country, and it's awesome of what His Royal Highness is uh, is doing there. It's really amazing. And um, we had the chance to be part of LEAP, which is this uh, huge technology event in Riyadh. Yeah. And uh, recently, we've been to IEEE Smart Mobility uh, Congress at SMART and um, yeah they are opening a lot of doors for us and it was really a great time and uh, end of last year I've been 
into Aviators Africa um, in, in Johannesburg. It was a super interesting conference and they are super interested in these new means of transport. Yeah, so I'm I'm promoting our uh, yeah. our development and oh. um, yeah, looking for investors, uh, looking for partners, um, for customers, uh, and so forth. Sure, and and That's tell me a little mission. bit about yeah, that, fantastic. And uh, tell me a little bit about the cargo for all the cargo and air freight boffins uh, in our audience, of whom there are a few. Uh, usually. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the capacity. Uh, what's the dimensional capacity? What's the the weight capacity? Yeah. So the the, the cargo the cargo version is mm. um, is uh, the size of transporting uh, a Euro pallet. You know, eight hundred mm. times one thousand two hundred millimeters um, and uh, one cubic meter of of volume and up to two hundred kilograms of payload. So uh, you know, this is the world's most common size. And um, and there is uh, just more or less endless applications. Um, it starts with um, you know uh, supporting remote areas, which are now uh, usually uh, covered with helicopters, which of course are a lot more expensive mm-hmm. than our solution. But also you know on on remote islands or mountains or uh, uh, oil rigs. Um, also you know transporting. Uh, medicine or food, uh, disaster relief, um, urgent, urgent stuff, but also just, you know, very, very common things, um, which, um, you know, are hard to, to transport, uh, with, with ground-based transportation systems. Sure. But I am very convinced, uh, that this will be, um, a substitute for, for many other means of transporting now. And we are really heading for a seamless integration into, lo- into existing logistic chains. Okay. So, uh, with the possibility of automatic charging, automatic loading and unloading through a robot forklifter and through automatic flying, um, and there is really almost none manpower needed. So this is a huge advantage for the logistic industry. Okay. And a quick quick wrap-up question. How far will it fly uh, distance? And how long does it take to recharge if it's electric? So, um, you know, since we are concentrating on on the short distances, it's uh, going to be up to 50 kilometers of range because usually mm-hmm. cities have a diameter of about up to 50 kilometers. Yep. And, um, and it's about uh, half an hour flight time. We are going to have a battery capacity of 30 kilowatt hours and uh, charging is going to be with 30 kilowatt. So, um, you know, the, the charging time, because we are using about 22.5 kilowatt hours out of the 30 kilowatt hours, the, the last 25% uh, for, um, you know, uh, spare. And um, okay. so it's, it's going to be about uh, up to 45 minutes. But we know that, you know, talking to potential customers, most of the legs are going to be a lot less than the 50 kilometers. So we are sure. talking about 10 to 15, probably up to 25 kilometers. Sure. So we are we are using a, a approximately... You know, 10 to 12 kilowatt, uh, hours, uh, and therefore we keep the battery always in a, in a, you know, state of charge somewhere between 40, 45 up to 80, 85%. So, you know, to, to maximize the number of cycles and therefore charging time is approximately on average about 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes. Got it. 
Fantastic. So it's an uh, it's a fly now urban mobility air vehicle. Does it have a name? Does it have a nickname? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> or do <you> they? Know, <laughs> you know, there's there's different things, and we we talked a lot about giving it a name, or you yeah. know, just like us in the automotive industry, use uh, letters and numbers. Yeah. So we have P for passenger and C for cargo. Makes and sense. Then <laughs> and then we and then we have the weight. So you know, two hundred or one hundred twenty. Uh-huh. So there is two payload variants, and then there is a B for battery or an H for hydrogen. Because uh-huh. you know, we think that uh, probably the next generation um, we can skip the battery also with a hydrogen fuel cell system. So, for example, you know, um, the cargo version would be a C200B, meaning cargo with 200 kilograms of payload and Perfect. the battery drivetrain, or P2H, which would mean passenger version for two people with a hydrogen fuel cell system. Borrowing some, borrowing some methodology there from the from the automotive uh, yeah. industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you <laughs> know, you're, you're not running into troubles <laughs> with different names, with different meanings in different countries, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and um, you know, and it, it's more like an engineering approach on the one yeah. hand, but you know, everybody knows what a BMW 330i, for example, is, yeah. right? And um, and so I think you know that. Um, this is this is something which is understood worldwide, and everybody knows what we are talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely, uh, Jurgen, Yvonne, thanks so much for joining us on Fly Now Aviation. Uh, really pleased to have you on. Uh, how do people get hold of you if they want to know more about this amazing flying machine? Yeah, so we have a homepage, uh, www.flynow-aviation.com. Um, okay. People can reach me on email, um, yw at flynow-aviation.com. We have as well a LinkedIn presence, uh, so feel free to contact us. We are always happy to receive anything. Yeah, it's awesome, and I and I think people will be able to see that information just above us. Thanks so much again, uh, Jurgen, Yvonne, Fly Now Aviation. Really interesting to hear what's been going on. Big advancement since we met in in London uh, over a year ago at a conference there, Yvonne. So thanks very much again. Thank you everybody for joining us uh, on Logistics Executive TV. Have a great day. <laughs>